0: Okay, let's get started with our Power Book 2, Episode uh, 7. I think this is Season 3, Episode 7. I think it's called Deal or No Deal. Now, look, last episode, Tariq was acting out. He was all in his feelings because he found out about the whole situation between Kane, Braden, and Effie as it pertains to what they believe is Lauren's death. You know, they lied to him and all of that um of course Tariq knows that lauren is alive and he's been in contact with her and i was under the impression that davis was starting to figure out that that um sax has been lying to him because davis constantly is asking sex about the lauren and about a lauren investigation about her death and Sax continues to give him the same very Lame, uh, oh well, you know, the police said it was she drowned in the car and this and that, there's really no investigation, blah blah blah. And the way that Davis has been looking at Sax is like, mm, I'm not sure if I can trust you. I, but Davis makes these missteps when he's like talking to Sax, he's showing Sax a drawer with a file in it that gets Sax to be curious and takes a look at it. Surprisingly, no one's noticing this. Then, this episode, he shows some money. A whole drawer full of cash, okay, that Sax is sitting there looking at. I'm like, why are you being so trustworthy of Sax? I get it, Davis. I get it that you want Sax to help you get your brother out. That is most important. But you still can't trust this man. You know how he works. He has shown you his hand more than once. You also know that he is friendly, if nothing else, with, uh, what's her name? Um Jenny okay but she's the fans well she's district attorney assistant district attorney so it's not i don't know I, I'm, I'm a little confused because david's character is supposed to be a person that is very savvy he has a lot of street smarts but he's also very but but he also has book smarts and all that he's supposed to be a slick individual and you can't be that slick individual and not see folks that's around you for who they are but okay it is what it is. So at the beginning of the episode, we see the Russians are taking down the Jamaican boys, the Jamaican, what do they call them? The Jamaican hot boys, whatever. The ones that are doing the footwork for that Kane had hired. They are taking them down because they believe uh, that um, the uh, Tejadas were behind the killing well not they believe they know that Tejadas was behind the killing of one of their russian higher-ups or whatever the case may be and, but we all know that drew did in fact kill the russians because drew got it in his head that the russians were the ones that killed lorenzo we know drew was wrong you know but drew was thinking that because of the last situation with them that they're probably the ones that took the hit out on lorenzo And Monet is not fighting him against that, but she also is trying to plant some seeds to get rid of Gordo, right? So Gordo is like, look, Well, first of all, she told Gordo, I'm going to need you to stop seeing Drew. I'm going to need you to stop seeing Drew. I'm going to need you to just kind of move on. And Gordo's like, look, first and foremost, I'm not going to stop seeing Drew because you said so. We're going to keep it moving. We're going to keep going with our relationship. And then secondly, you know, uh, you so you're acting as if you're worried about what the Russians are doing and all of that. And you're claiming that you're so concerned about, you know, Drew getting the heat for what happened with the Russians. When in fact, you're more concerned about covering your behind as it pertains to Lorenzo's death. That's really what we're talking here. Now, is Lorenzo, I mean, is Gordo out of line as far as the truth of the matter? He's actually correct. But I also believe that Monet was looking also to protect her son as well. Like things have gotten out of hand and while she's trying to cover her tracks, that is true. She's She is trying to protect her son. So when Gordo laughed at her and told her, look, I'm going to do what I'm going to do and you're just going to keep it quiet and we're not going to say anything and you're not going to do anything, blah, blah, blah. I knew then that the wheels were turning and that Monet has to think of a, now a different way to get rid of Gordo. So she got to plant some seeds, make some moves. And she does. She starts um, befriending Kai. You know, She gets a little bit more friendly with him. You know, Kai has this big, he got a crush on Monet. He, he really wants to get with Monet, has been wanting to get with her. He has been very disrespectful, even at Lorenzo's repass. He in the house trying to get with, you know, Monet and both Drew and Kane got him together. He had to end up leaving. But Monet has to figure out a way to get to Gordo. So her way to get to Gordo is through Kai, make him the scapegoat um, as being part of the scam to get to gordo which ultimately will turn around and get to drew so that drew can find out that gordo who in fact was the one that killed lorenzo so monet sets up this meetup she's in the house they have wine and cheese with kai she's skinning and grinning with him and drew comes in and you know drew is upset about the whole meetup and everything and you know he's you know, she's announcing she wanted to do this partnership and Drew is, you know, he's all in his feelings, this and then the third. So, okay. So we, we, we got that in get that, which is what we wanted, which is not we, but what Monet wanted, it worked. She told, you know, she apologized to uh, Kai and she told Kai, look, I know it's, it's soon. I know a lot of things is going on, but my, I'm in a tight spot when it comes to these Russians and, Ty had told her, he said, well, I really can't do anything with you right now because, you know, as far as business is concerned, because of, you know, I'm in a tight spot, you know, I lost some boys last month, blah, 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 but we can talk, you know, later on. And she was like, yeah, we'll do that. Um, Monet also confronts Drew in terms of his relationship with Gordo and, and Drew tried to deny it. And Mor- Monet was like, Look, I'm your mom, and I see what it is. I see how he looks at you. Blah blah blah. We know <laughs> the two of us know here that you and Gordo are an item. Which we even found out later in the episode when it came time for Drew to try to get some information about the Russian drop, the next Russian you know distribution. Um, even Gordo's family members or the his crew, they all know that Gordo and Drew are an item, you know, because one of the guys was like, We want to do a renegotiation. You know, I ain't liking this. You know, the heat's on us, it's not on Tejadas, and you all caught up because you starry eyed for Drew, blah, blah, blah. And that's not exactly what the guy said, but you know, he let they let it be known that they also know what's going on. So it ain't no secret, if you will, about Drew and Gordo. So we got Kai in the mix and we see um, what we see, you know, later on, you know, uh, Monet meets up with Kai at his place of business. It's an after hour spot and she's smooth talking and acting like she wants to get with him, do business and all of that. And, you know, sleep with him, whatever, you know, she's laying on thick. Then there was a shooting outside. Then he figures out that um Kai figures out that Monet is playing games and two timing and all that in line. So then they get to fighting. Here go Monet with the with the knife. I'm like, why are you carrying a knife instead of a gun? But she didn't want to be the one to actually have to kill him. So it turns out, you know, Kane actually, you know, comes in and shoots Kai in the head. Kane goes back out, checks on Drew. Monet uses Kai's phone and puts a text in there saying, oh, you know, um, I think they know that the Russians were not behind Lorenzo's death. We need to meet up. So it looks like the situation is, it looks like Kai was talking to the real culprit of who actually killed Lorenzo, which we know is Gordo. So it, When Drew comes in and then the the, the phone, you know, vibrates and then Drew picks up the phone, it's actually, you know, Kai's phone. He realizes, or at least he believes that it was Kai, the one that took out Lorenzo based on the text messages. So that's the belief system. But the other part is that, you know, um, there's supposed to be a meetup between the killer, which, which would be Gordo, and... Well, eventually, Gordo and uh, Drew, I'll put it like that. So that's what happened. Uh, Drew and Gordo got together. They're having a romantic moment. And then Drew, you know, Gordo goes and gets in the shower. And Drew decides to text that number, not knowing, I guess, it's Gordo's phone number, and text the number saying, like, you know what? Um... We can meet. I'm on my way. And then the phone rings in the room and it's actually Gordo. So he's looking at the phone, the messages, and now he's realizing it wasn't Kai. He sees now, based on these fake phony texts, because this is all really from Monet, that it was Gordo. So he shoots Gordo. Um. I'm still not convinced that that's going to go away just as, as easily as they think it is, you know, because I still think Kane is on to Monet. Even though Gordo was the person that actually did it, we still got Evelyn out there who was Gordo's mom. And she knows that Monet came to her to ask her to get rid of Lorenzo and she wouldn't agree. Now her son is dead. You know she's going to circle back to Monet. My prediction is that I don't think Drew's going to make it. I just don't believe it. I think Evelyn's going to actually take Drew out. I really do. There's no way on earth that Evelyn's not going to put two and two together and snuff out Drew. I don't believe that Monet is thought that far ahead on the chessboard she was two or three steps ahead but she probably need to be a 4 step because the consequences is dealing with Evelyn and Evelyn knows I believe Evelyn knows that Drew is really um uh, Monet's favorite I I'm thinking that Drew may not make it out of this season that's just a prediction I don't know for certain so we're gonna keep it moving um as it pertains to Tariq, him trying to figure out uh, how to, well, he he knows that there is uh, a case building against him in terms of in terms of uh, Lauren's death. What he doesn't know early on is that there's Rico being built against him. So he had been getting trying to get in contact with Lauren and Lauren finally calls him back. And at first she didn't want to deal with him because she doesn't trust him based on what Sachs had been saying to her. So then, you know, Tariq cleared some things up about that, but she's still not 100%. So Tariq was like, look, I'll schedule a meet up. Or we need to meet together. Um and she's like, well, you got to hurry up because they moved me at the safe house. We know that means that they're moving forward with the case. So he said, "Give me 5 minutes. We'll meet up and I can give you the proof, which ended up being um he taped the conversation between Effie and himself when he approached her about the situation with Lauren and what happened and Effie admits that she did it and all of that remember that conversation so that was what he used when he did meet up with Lauren to convince her that you know hey I I didn't try to do this to you this is something beyond me Lauren then in terms let Tariq know that you know um they built a Rico she's supposed to testify uh you know, Tariq is like, Look, we are gonna. Can you delay it? Uh, something I don't know what Lauren's gonna say or do, but I need some more time to figure out our next move. And then when he when she mentioned the Rico, Tariq was like, I can't believe that Sax didn't see this coming. So now Lauren goes, Well, Sax was working on this, so he knew all along. So now we know that. Tariq is probably going to make mention of this today, because he's going to have to because he got a mole in the office. He, you know, he can't – he has proven now that he can't be trusted. I don't know how it's going to work out. Will Sax make it out this season? That's a good question because now you a snitch. <laughs> I mean, we know Sax likes to play both sides of the fence, but, child, look, now speaking of Sax, you know, Sax was like, you know – I have an idea. He's telling Davis, look, I got an idea to help get your brother out. Now, when they first went to go talk to, bro- to the brother, Theo, Theo acted a fool, disrespectful and all of that. So he really wasn't trying to hear it for the parole board. Sax comes up with this idea of greasing the palms of one of the parole board members. And, you know, Davis was like, OK, well, you know, if you're going to go and make the deal, you need this cash. He showed Davis, he showed Sax where the cash was. I was like, Why are you doing that? Gives him the cash. Sax makes the deal, and Theo gets out. And Theo Rollins, which is Davis' brother, now he's pissed because he gets out and he tells Davis, He said, Look, he said, you know, because he take him to this helicopter landing spot. He likes to watch helicopters. And Davis is all excited because now he got his brother out. Now his brother can go to treatment. Hopefully, he won't die anytime soon. Hopefully. Well, the brother was like, hold on. He said, I know I shouldn't have got out based on the answers that I gave. I don't believe that I should have been able to get out. So I know you played some lowdown stuff. You did something that was out of order. And that means that my years of staying up in prison to help you is going in vain, which he got a point. So I don't know how Dave's going to you know go to play when it comes to sex and he finds out what zach has been doing. But as far as he's in his feelings he feels like he 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 really wants his brother to be successful he doesn't want his brother to play in the in the weeds but he don't know his brother been in the weeds and he don't really understand the extent of what his brother out there in the streets doing but okay so um we got that going now because of the situation that was going on with the russians everything you know um Monet calls a meeting down at the warehouse and she's you know finds out all the stuff she you know she's finding a little bit more about Norma and what Norma got going on in this warehouse it's a lot of product so she needs to figure out an idea how to you know work with you know work work this situation out get the Russians to back off blah 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 so no one has any ideas and she's seeing Tariq over in the corner he's on his phone with an attitude And this is when Kane was like, oh, the reason he over there pouting is because, you know, uh, he found out that we killed his, his snitch girlfriend. So now he in his feelings. So Monet excuses everybody out the room except for Tariq. And she's talking to him about it. And she was like, look, your girlfriend was a snitch. That was probably the best move to get rid of her. Now you're still alive. We need to make this situation work. So Tariq you know, is her thinker as she called him, Tariq was like, look, okay, here's what we can do. I got someone I can call a favor into um, if we find out exactly where the next distribution with the Russians is going to take place. So Monet is like, oh, not a problem. Um, Drew can find that information out. That So that situation occurs. Um, Drew gets the information. Drew, you know, Monet passed that on to Tariq. Tariq meets up with Lorenz Tate. (laughs) Councilman Tate. He, He meets up with him and, you know, he's sneaking around, looking around twice like, oh, so you hot? You know, I can't be seen with you. And he was like, look, this will help your campaign. I know you're down some points, but if you, here's a situation that's getting ready to take place, you tell your NYPD group, you know, what's going on and you'll get the credit." And it'll help you bounce up in the race and all of that, which it did. All of that took place. They they did the drug bust. Tate takes credit for it. All of that. So Tate's looking good out there. Now, does this put a target on Tate's back? I'm wondering because he's standing, oh, yeah, fighting against crime, blah, blah, blah. Okay. All right, Tate. Whatever. So meanwhile, we got Diane at school. And Diane has, I guess, stopped seeing Saleem. She's over, Celine, you know, decides that they were at this, um, I don't know, open mic night or something. They, they're down there and we got light-skinned Keisha, excuse me. She's doing her little rap, sounded good. Then we get Selim on the mic and he's doing basically an apology, uh, spoken word for Diana. And Diana was not impressed. Diana goes in the back. This is when we see Selim act a little different. He became very aggressive. He cursed her out about what he heard that she was screwing Tariq. It got real messy. It got real like, oh, Selene, you kind of giving the vibe that you might be an abusive individual. That's what he was giving. So uh, he fires her and all this and that, right? Later on, Diana talks to Monet about she's having guy problems and all this and that, but she going to handle it. So she did a background check and she discovered that Salim is not Salim. He's I don't forget whatever the guy's name is from from Silver Springs, Maryland. He was adopted by some white individuals and he went to prep school and he's not at all what he's been proclaiming to be this woke individual hotep person. Uh, his mom was a single mom in the struggle. He comes from he has a nice trust fund and all of that. And his parents support an individual that was not popular as president. I'll leave it at that. So uh, you know, so she lets Celine know all of this, you know, and and you know, he still got he's in his bag, he got a nasty attitude. I don't think we saw the last of Selene. He's gonna be a problem. And she basically says, you know what, we're gonna negotiate this is our deal. You gonna, I won't expose you. If you you know reduce your hours so that others who need the money can make more money, I need a raise, and then we'll be all good. So I don't know how this is going to work out (laughs) moving forward, but that's what it is. So we got that out the way. Now, uh, Effie. So here, you know, Tariq approaches Effie. I don't know why he thought Effie was just going to give up this photo, but Tariq was like, I need the photo so we can work on, I don't know, trying to find, I don't know, he... He just wasted time going to Effie. Effie was like, "You cut me out the business, but I'm supposed to help you out." No, I don't think so, dude. I mean, it just Tariq it, to me it was a wasted scene. So Effie's having a little, you know, cash flow issues. She's not getting any product. She meets up with uh, oh well she meets up with Kane because she discovers that there is a roof. I mean, a roof, a camera on the rooftop of the school where they have their drugs. So she meets up with Kane, you know, lets him know about that. You know, Kane was like, "I know you, got, you know, you're short on cash. I'm gonna give you a little bit of something to sell. It's not a lot of money." And uh, as far as the the brick it was concerned, she was like, "I need more than that because you know this and that." And Kane was like, "I know your finances is kind of funny right now. Stands feels very expensive. I can hand you over some money." She refuses, right? She refuses the money. Later on, we find out Kane actually goes and pays her tuition for that semester. So we see that there's a buildup between Kane and Effie. I think they're going to become an item. And I'm actually curious and want to see it. Now, um, as it pertains to Brayden, I think this is a turning point for Brayden. So Brayden is, they're dealing with, they're having technical issues with Bitcoin or whatever it is, like a cash coin or whatever they call it, right? So he's in the network room trying to figure out you know the, the brown out and all this kind of stuff so while he's there he sees this guy with this b- these big bags of shredded paper and he's like what's going on so he follows the guy through the secret they got all these secret staircases and he goes downstairs and he sees all of these shredded documents then he looks on the desk and he starts seeing books and there's multiple set of books so basically there's a set of books with the real deal and a set of books with the unreal deal the books are being cooked it's a posse scheme he gets upstairs he approaches um kiki about it and kiki was acting all like okay well i don't think there's any problem but i'll take a look at it tonight all kind of excuses right so we already see where this is going right <sighs> Bray decides to go to talk to uncle lucas uncle lucas was like okay yeah you're right you know this is what we got going on i'm saving the company no your father doesn't know he's too uptight and but uh I, you know i figured we could be on the same page i know that you're selling drugs in here kiki knows so we all good but if you do decide to tell just remember that i'm gonna go to a federal prison and you gonna go to regular prison and you ain't gonna make it in that so it's like Brayden is really disappointed in his uncle because that's his favorite uncle and probably his only uncle. But he looks up to him, and now he sees his uncle as a scam. He sees that Kiki used him, so he's pretty pissed. So I think this is a turning point in how he's going to maneuver. Because he even asked for to reach trust fund back, um, and all, you know he asked for the two million back from um, from uh, what was it from Kane. They're just like, you know, I'm not going to give you that kind of money. So really, from what I'm understanding is the money, they're not making the money that they're claiming they're making. Right. And they need to keep bringing in real money to cover for the money that they're not actually making. I, I, that's it's a real confusing thing to me. I don't know how Braden's is going to get up out of this, but he's in, he's in a trick bag. He's in a big trick bag. So that's that part. Now we're going to skip on over back to Lauren. They're moving her. They come into, you know, they, they're going to have her get ready to testify and all of that. And she does meet up with, in the bathroom, she talks to Tariq. Tariq gives her the recording of the, his conversation with Effie. So, you know, she now knows that Effie, you know, that, you know, that Tariq wasn't behind the, the whole planning her murder. And this is when, like I said, this is when Tariq finds out about Saks and the and all of that kind of stuff. So I don't know, like, how he's going to play Saks, but I think he's going to run to Davis and let Davis know what's the T. Well, in terms of T, child, Diana is caught on camera with the product. So is Effie. Well, Effie didn't get caught with product. She just caught on camera. But Diana's caught putting the product in the safe or this little, you know, up there on that rooftop. Diana gets arrested. They bring in the heat for Diana. They bring in the DEA. They bring in Jenny and all of that. Diana's at home and they're at, you know, having dinner, family dinner and everything. And they come and they get Diana. Now, will Diana squeal on her family? I doubt it. I don't know what they think they're going to get from Diana, but think Diana gonna give them, feed them something that ain't gonna be correct. You know, cause they got her because they figured she was in possession of an illegal substance with the intent to sell it. Um, so I don't know how they're gonna get her out of that situation. She's in a, she's in a bind. She's in a really big bind. So that's really the whole episode. It was a good episode. Um, if I had to give the game ball to anyone in this episode, I, would give it to to Tariq because he was maneuvering around getting some things accomplished. Now, the hands list can go to uh, any number of people, but I'm going to give it to Monet. Girl, your days are numbered, honey. It is numbered. You in trouble, Monet. You really out there doing the most. That's all I got. Talk to you guys later. Peace.